0: back and listen. It's time for Licence to Practice by IELTS Medical. Hello and welcome back to season two of Licence to Practice from IELTS Medical. Today I am going to be talking with Dr. Dylan who did her medical training in Turkey before becoming registered here in the UK. We talk quite a lot about the differences between the IELTS exam and the OET exam, as well about the Plab 1 and PLAB 2 exams and what Dr. Dylan did to prepare for the exams to become registered in the UK. Don't forget to subscribe so that you never miss an episode and let's give her a call. Hi, thank you so much for, for coming on the podcast. How are you today?
1: Hello. I'm fine, thank you. How are you?
0: Yes, yeah, I am very well, thank you. Um, great, so if you could just start um, by telling us a little bit about you.
1: Sure. Uh, my name is Dylan. I'm from Turkey. Um, I am now working in the NHS in University Hospital. The reason I am working in the UK is because when I was a medical student, I I got the chance to visit UK and observed the healthcare system in the UK via Erasmus student exchange program.
0: Oh, wow. Okay. And
1: then that's when I started learning English because I didn't know English at all.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: My English level was any anywhere near A2 to B1 and our education language is also Turkish. Mm-hmm. So that's when I started learning English and experiencing NHS and the UK and absolutely I fell in love with it and I decided to come and pursue a career in the UK And then I went back and completed my medical education, obviously, and then Mm -hmm. started doing my mandatory position for the government and studied for English and other exams and passed all and then found a job and come here. Um, Unfortunately, right after I came, COVID kicked in and then everything became upside down. But it's okay. At least it's more manageable right now. And yeah, I'm enjoying my work, basically.
0: Great. So you've made the right decision then.
1: I think yeah, so. Yeah. I still think so, yeah.
0: Yeah, good. Well, yeah, good. I hope so. So you said that you did, Um. you were learning English whilst you were still in Turkey. Did you do your English language test, the, the IELTS or the OET, in Turkey? Or did you do that after you moved to the UK?
1: To be honest, um, I decided to move to UK when I visit the UK as a medical student via Erasmus programme. Like I said, I didn't know any English at all. Mm. And back then... Uh, The only exam was recognized by GMC was IELTS. So I had to take some IELTS course, study for IELTS, and I even took IELTS. But of course, I failed from writing by getting 6.5, which is not the desired score. Uh, As you know, it's seven. Mm -hmm. And then after a couple of months, I heard the GMCs started accepting OET. And then I immediately searched for a course and I came to IELTS Medical, which was a great decision for me. And I had a very nice three weeks full of like very intensive OET course right before I moved back to Turkey because I was just a visitor in the UK. I wasn't working back then.
0: Are you an overseas qualified doctor who would like to take the first step of registration with the GMC? Well, one way to do that is by achieving four grade Bs on the Occupational English Test. OET is a language exam with an emphasis on real situations UK medical staff encounter on a daily basis. Here at IELTS Medical, we have qualified native English OET trained tutors who are ready, willing and able to provide you with the best learning experience. We've seen lots of EU and overseas qualified doctors through to a first time OET pass. And we'd like to do the same for you. Inquire today about how we can assist you too.
1: back finished my school in the meanwhile I kept studying for English and OET mm-hmm. and then I passed the OET exam two and a half months right after I moved back to Turkey oh, oh so I you found, did yeah
0: you did the OET before you'd finished medical school
1: um it was it was right at the end of my medical school yeah. uh, to be honest because I had to study a little bit for the exam after yeah. I returned
0: oh wow that's so interesting so you're doing them both yeah. at the same time then? That must exactly. have, been, that must have a been a lot. There's internship, but <laughs> right. if we
1: are not entitled to take any more exam in the medical school. So I was uh, able to study for English and the English exam as well.
0: Oh, okay. So you were working pretty much? Yes. Yeah. Okay. In the hospital, yeah. yeah. Wow. So you came, so you were over here, you, you studied for the OET, then you left, did the OET, and then obviously uh, you've got... All the did, did, so, even though you'd you were newly sort of qualified, you still had to do the PLAB exams and everything as well.
1: Yes, yeah. although you get your P uh postgraduate qualification, post medical qualification, mm-hmm. sorry, PMQ, what they say, yeah, uh, from UK, uh, sorry, outside of UK, mm-hmm. um, then you are considered as international medical graduate. Then mm-hmm. you have to take the English test and pass and then take plot one and plot two. That's what I did as well.
0: Yeah. So, how did you find um the plot one and the plot two exams? And so they sort of t- study exam
1: is to be honest, it's not a difficult exam. Mm-hmm. It's and it's not an easy exam either. You okay. just have to study <laughs> for it. Mm-hmm. But the most amazing thing about plot one is while you study for plot one, you're actually studying the nice guidelines. Yeah. Which are the guidelines that UK follows. So the better you study for the exam, the better you know the guidelines of the UK, which helps with mm. Plot 2 exam and as you while you practice in the UK as a doctor. Because yeah. I studied very well for Plot 1 and I got a very good score as well, mm-hmm. so I could definitely say it made a big difference between other colleagues and mine who scored a bit less than me. I was more knowledge knowledgeable and I was feeling more confident regarding my management in terms of cases, both mm. in PLOP two and my medical practice life.
0: Wow, yeah, that's yeah, that makes sense. That's a good point to make. Um so just uh, going back to the IELTS and the OET again. Um obviously you you tried the IELTS, it didn't work out, and then you did the OET. Do you think yes. do you think that the OET um Did did you find that sort of easier because it's related to work, or do you think it was just that you you studied sort of in a different way and you did the course? Why did did you did you prefer the OET in the end?
1: Yes, that's a very good question. Mm -hmm. Um, The reason I like OET more has got a couple of reasons, and Mm -hmm. first of all, it's a medical um, medical it's an it's an exam that used. Uh, medical terminology, which we are already quite familiar with throughout our education, no matter which language you're educated in. As I Mm -hmm. said in the beginning of my speech, I was educated in Turkish, so I didn't learn any English during my medical education. But the common Latin words remains the same when you translate it to English or any other language. That's a general fact. So OET was quite helpful in terms of vocabulary, because that's our own vocabulary at the end of today. And in the meanwhile, they are testing your English in the meanwhile, so Mm -hmm. that doesn't actually mean your English is less better, that you can't pass IELTS, but can pass OET. That doesn't mean that at all. Mm -hmm. But if you are taking IELTS, you can be tested on any terminology that you're not familiar with at all. For example, underwater archaeology. I have no idea about underwater archaeology, but I'm tested from it. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does make sense. I really like the way OET is tailored for the healthcare professionals Mm -hmm. because it makes things very easier. And the second biggest thing I like about OET is the way you practice and study for the exam is the way you perform your profession in the UK. For example, in listening, you ask, what is what? What has been happening lately, or what brought you to the hospital? To the patient, and the patient starts telling you everything. Yeah. What you have to do as a medical professional, you just have to keep up with the pace of the patient and document in the same time by paraphrasing what she or he has been telling you. Mm-hmm. So this is what exactly I was doing in OET and in the real life as a doctor. Does that make yeah. sense? It does. Yeah. So so, so it what... translates
0: to you to your actual work as well. So I, so it helps after you've become registered yeah
1: definitely so it's a way of practicing your occupation the way you will work in the UK even Mm. before coming to the UK so I really like that point of OET as well
0: yeah 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 that's true um so obviously uh you've been working in the UK now um after moving from Turkey have you noticed any sort of big differences in working life here Oh, not really. Uh,
1: well, if I need to compare with Turkey, yes, there yeah. is a very, very big difference. Although the healthcare systems has got their own differences, but the main difference was the workload okay. and also the way the community and the healthcare system approach you as a doctor. For example, in Turkey, I had to see so many patients in a very short time to just mm-hmm. to reduce the, um, the con- congestion in the healthcare system. Mm-hmm. more than helping and addressing every single need that a patient has. Whereas in the UK, you are able to spend much more time with your patients and you are able to address all their needs, not just their healthcare needs, mm-hmm. which makes my profession um, a holy profession, which we mm-hmm. have a, a something called holistic approach, which yeah. means that you are approaching in every single aspect that a patient has got a problem in. Mm-hmm. So this is why I am I I am quite in love with my occupation as I am performing in, in the UK. Yeah. Because I have got more time to perform it as a doctor. Yeah. So that's the biggest difference I could say.
0: Oh right, yeah. It's in, it's always interesting to hear to hear the differences I think between the UK and then and your and the country that you um, that you trained in. Um, Definitely. So thank you so much for doing the podcast just before we wrap up do you have any sort of final words of advice for anybody any overseas doctors that might be thinking of becoming registered in the UK
1: yes Mm -hmm. so although it is a quite challenging path because it has got its own problems Mm -hmm. it is quite natural because you're coming from a system to a completely different system so most of the things will not make sense or you will simply not able to you will not be able to find that the most suitable answer uh considering the fact that you've been exposed to your own healthcare system in in your own country Mm -hmm. so just be patient try searching for an answer and every single thing actually has got an answer in the website of GMC or NHS or the hospitals. You just have to know how to look for it or how mm-hmm. to search for it. That's why I just suggest my colleagues to be patient. Mm-hmm. And especially if you are planning to pursue a more academical career, if they want to be involved in more research or scientific um, jobs or occupations, then UK is one of the best places to work in as a healthcare
0: professional oh wow okay that's interesting to know as well yeah because a lot of the time we do discuss um, obviously working in hospitals and clinics and stuff but we haven't discussed that much um, other areas like research so that's interesting to know that it's yeah that it's one of the best places to do it definitely
1: There are lots of fundings and the research not even only done in the UK. Mm -hmm. You are doing one part of the research in the UK and you are in collaboration with so many other countries in the world. And you are doing research on very rare diseases that nobody even sees in real life apart from reading in a couple of books. It's actually quite uh, nice to work here as a doctor. You have got lots of opportunities.
0: Yeah. Well, that's, I think that's really great to know. So thank you. Thank you for sharing that and thank you for sharing your, your journey as well.
1: You're Um, welcome. Thank you very much for inviting me.
0: No problem. Thank you.
1: Bye. Thank Thank you. you. Bye.
0: Thank you so much for listening. And I really hope that you enjoyed my chat with Dr. Dylan and found it useful. Don't forget to subscribe so that you never miss an episode and I will see you next time. And as always, to your success.